Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection, the podcast where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. In today's episode, we're going to be going over everything that happened in the previous week in the WWE. today's episode, we are going to be going over everything that happened from September 13th to September 19th in the WWE. All in all, a couple of really good shows. Uh, We had the debut of NXT 2.0. Yep. Uh, We had a Monday Night Raw that happened in Boston. Unfortunately, we decided, well, I decided against Uh, us going after recording the show. Not we. (laughs) Um, I decided, you know what? No, we're not driving to Boston. We're not sneaking in. But... God damn, we shoulda. Yeah. Because of what happened. Yeah. But we'll get to that, and uh, I'm not sure where SmackDown happened, but it was it was a lot of fun. Oh, they were all fun. I mean, everything everything um, WWE's doing right now is, is very good. It's very fun. Yeah. It's very good. Let's start at the top in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm I'm just gonna hound you about that because you I know, know I told you I'm like they're not gonna check tickets this late in the show. We gotta get there for the finale gonna be a good night especially when you have someone like Big E hinting all weekend he is cashing in his money in the bank he said it all weekend mm-hmm. on Twitter on Instagram and the show opens with the promo with um Lashley, Bobby Lashley MVP. and MVP and you know you get all these good talking pieces Randy Orton in the ring Riddle, Riddle in the ring and then Big E's music hits and he comes down and he's like, I don't care who champion is. I'm cashing in. Yeah, he says, I don't care who's champion after tonight, Randy. Uh, Bob. I'm cashing in tonight. I yep. don't care. Yeah. What a uh what an what opening. a segment. It was a yeah. very good segment to open I the mean, show. Anybody who hasn't seen the Randy Orton Broken Skull sessions needs to go back and watch that. Because the one thing he talks about that a lot of people told him he needed to work on, which was his um, his promo skills. I mean, his promo skills have been okay. killer recently. His, his promo right now is great. No, that, It hasn't always been. That was the thing. Is a lot of people said he had to get better on the mic. And the thing is, the one area he seemed to need a little bit of work in, he was on... He's become unbelievable in it. Mm-hmm. He's showing that like raw, real emotion, that that real apex predator, mm-hmm. Randy Orton, which is so much fun. Mm-hmm. And his promo was again spot on when it came to dealing with both Bobby Lashley and Mr. Big E. Mm-hmm. Up next, we had a segment where Charlotte is cutting her promo, running down the crowd as she normally does, mm-hmm. and then she is met with Alexa Bliss <sighs> with a present. With a gift, Lily and Alexa come down to the ring, and Alexa's holding a gift, and she gives the gift to Charlotte, and it is her own doll, Charlie. Yeah, or Charlie. Charlie. Oh man. Uh, I mean, it obviously, it is hideous. Well, it's meant to be. Um, obviously, it's just a uh, another little device because they realize how doll. well the Lily dolls were selling out. Mm-hmm. That they're like, oh well, maybe we can market this with something else. Mm-hmm. Um. To me, I think my favorite part of this entire segment is the way Alexa Bliss ran her down. Mm-hmm. How she was doing, like, I'm Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. I'm better than everyone. No, you're just a stuck-up bitch. Yeah. <laughs> like, whoa. And it's like, Charlotte, like, Alexa held no punches on no, that promo. None whatsoever. Um, 
and I hate it because of WWE math. We know how it works, but Alexa, WWE personnel should know if you want to win a title, don't touch the title within like two to three weeks before the show. Well, that's not true because Big E touched the title earlier in the night. But Big E had the cash in. He oh, had an okay. advantage. Okay, okay. He essentially was already holding the title. If you were a challenger for a title, looting up to whatever pay-per-view, don't touch the title. Don't hold the title. Don't okay. hold it over your opponent. Nothing. Okay. Because you won't win the title. Okay. But Alexa held the title over Charlotte at the end of the show, or at the end of the segment. Okay. <laughs> I still think she's taking Be it, the title. There's one more week, so Charlotte could get the upper hand, which math plays itself out. Two negatives equal a positive, and then Alexa wins the title. Yeah, but that's only a multiplication. True. And division. Well, we're dividing the title from <laughs> Charlotte to give it, to add it, to to multiply Alexa's reigns by even that much more. Okay. Okay. Up next, we had a couple of singles matches um, but, uh, between Nikki Ash and Natalia and Rhea and Tamina. Both Nikki and Rhea pick up singles victories over the current women's tag champions. When was the last time the women's tag team champions won a singles or a tag team match? The time they won the, won title. the titles. That's it. Yeah. Because they lost the back-to-back matches to Shotzi and Knox. Knox. And now they've just routinely been losing to Rhea and Nikki. Yeah. So my question to you is because we know WWE we know that they're giving Rhea and Nikki the title shot. Mm-hmm. When does Shotzi Blackheart and Tegan Knox get their title shot? Because they were the first ones to pin the tag champs. Buddy, I don't know. Um, I think the issue is McMahon sees the fact that the crowd is reacting a lot better to Nikki and Rhea, Rhea. versus the way they reacted to Shotzi and Knox. Albeit, Shotzi and Knox have had some really killer segments in the back. Mm-hmm. You know, back when it was Sad Corbin and they were hitting yeah. him with the cannon. And I just think, I think right now, um, they see a little bit more with having the belts on those two characters mm-hmm. because of the ability of a potential breakup of them two seems yeah. a little bit more predetermined and a little bit easier to stomach versus trying to break up. A, such Knox a lovable team of and, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart. And Shotzi Blackheart. And I still think, mock my words, I still think there is a third piece to that. I know. There is a third piece. Hasn't been introduced yet. And she will be introduced Scarlet soon. Scarlet Bordeaux. Yes. And I mean, if we're going to talk about Scarlet, I mean, Karrion Cross had another really good showing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I get it. The character's a really watered-down version. He's got this really dumb... He is still going out there. Yeah. And he is still... He's making the most of what he's been given. And he, and and the stuff he's doing is in a dominating fashion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he's going into the ring, and he's just dominating fools. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, you had the, um, the U.S. Open Challenge as well, which was fun. Mm-hmm. That Damian Priest-Jeff Hardy match was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um... And that continues the storyline with, with um, Sheamus, Sheamus because Sheamus is intertwined with both of those guys, mm-hmm. which is really nice. And apparently, 
Um, Jeff Hardy has brought the idea of bringing back Willow. Oh, I hope so. That'd be a lot of fun. And I would love to see Willow in a WWE ring. It would be that'd be a lot of fun. Super interesting, considering some of the characters that they've already built that kind of work well with that Willow idea. Yeah. So I'm so- but but my my only upsetting portion, and it still pains me to to say Bray Wyatt no longer with the WWE because the Fiend, and I've I vocalized this numerous times. The Fiend was my favorite wrestling character, bar none, in the last like ten years. <clears throat> Fiend versus Willow could have been perfect. Fiend versus Demon could have been perfect. They were booking Fiend Demon, and then COVID happened. Yeah. And it just put a stop to it. You weren't going to do that match in an empty arena. Could you have gotten away with a cool cinematic match like you did with John Cena? Mm-hmm. Sure. You you probably could have. But, but the, the crowd reaction to that would outweigh any kind of reaction to a cinematic match. Correct. It, it really would have. The Cena match worked good because it allowed them to shoot it over multiple days. And they were allowed to really put a lot of thought into Cena's career. Yes, exactly. It's not something that like a 15, 20-minute match in a ring, they can't tell that kind of a story exactly. with Cena Fiend. Yes. They need that that long story Yeah, with these fun cuts and all that. Yeah, because with, with Fiend Demon, you'd be able to tell the story through promos and vignettes and stuff like that mm-hmm. kind of the way that they're telling the Finn Balor story right now back to the demon mm-hmm. to get back to his relinquished universal championship mm-hmm. he never lost that belt no he may have only held it for 24 hours but he never lost that belt mm-hmm. and we have um another uh interesting women's dynamic here on raw i really hope it's done I hope the two of them are done facing off because I want I want Piper Niven back. I mean, I get it. She's on TV. She has a less than particular name. She's getting TV time, which is important. But mm, I hate putting down wrestlers. But I don't even know if I can really call her a wrestler. Eva Marie. It's it's a tough call. It's a tough call because she she's improved from where she was. She is a WWE built personality. Yes. She does not have the in-ring prowess that warrants TV time over some people that aren't getting TV time. But that's what sells in WWE's personality. Okay. Yes. And she has, listen, from where she was to where she is now, she has it's leaps and bounds. drastically improved. It's leaps and bounds. Like, like it is, like, her her change from her previous wrestling time in WWE to her current wrestling time in WWE is the equivalent of how good Asuka is. That's how big of a change mm-hmm. from where she is. Not saying the current Eva Marie is equal to Asuka. I'm saying that change, how good she has gotten is equivalent to the talent skill of where Oscar always is. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the change, okay? Mm-hmm. 
but it doesn't matter when you when you're starting at negative a hundred. If you get yourself to a great hundred, you're still back at point zero. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's like my only thing is, I I'm I'm happy for this because it's giving Dewdrop, Piper Niven time on TV. Yeah. Yeah. I love Piper Niven, and it's getting her over big I, time. Viper is one of my favorite women's wrestlers. I love the UK scene in general. She was incredible over in uh, NXT, NXT UK, UK. Um, and she's getting she's getting over in WWE Maine. I think she's gonna I think she's gonna end up changing brands. Does she keep the Dewdrop name I don't on know what, SmackDown? I don't know what she does. I just have a funny feeling that she either changes brands or Tony Time comes over from SmackDown. Yeah. I think that would you make know, a lot of sense. I wouldn't even call it a downgrade. She'd be fun in the NXT 2.0 women's division. She would. She would. The thing is that that division's massive right now. Yeah. And we'll get to it, but mm-hmm. that division's just massive. And there's people who Especially because there's two new people um, yeah. involved in that. Yeah. With the, the female wrestler in LDF. Yeah. And the new Diamond Mine member, yeah. which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, up next, we have the main event, or at least the next thing we're going to talk about is the main event. Uh, Bob Lashley and Randy Orton for the WWE title. Very good match. Mm-hmm. Again, you do get the outside of the ring stuff with MVP and, and as Riddle. always, it's what you're going to get. Um, and Bob uh, spears Randy pins him one, two, three. Um, and then I can't remember exactly what happened. How he injured his leg. I don't know if there was an after. I can't remember either. Like Some, my 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 mind is like drawing a blank right now. It's yeah. been a very hectic weekend. Very very hectic week. Yeah. Um. And then um, as he's coming back, he comes into back the ring. into the ring. He's limping. He's he's favoring his leg. Biggie's music hits. He rushes down, cashes in the title or cashes in the money in the bank. Yep. And I like how we actually got a match out of this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Biggie had to like slap around. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't uh wasn't finished done. Yeah. It was he, he had he had to slap around Lashley to even get him to engage him, and then Lashley engaged him, and then that's when the match happened. And Lashley hit some big moves. Mm-hmm. Lashley hit the spear, got a near fall, and he just couldn't do certain things because his leg was hurt. Mm-hmm. And Biggie hits the big ending. One, one, two, two three. three. Big should have been there as your WWE champion. <laughs> should have been there. I know. And. He gets his celebration with the New Day. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. When does Woodsy get his championship? He doesn't? No. McMahon doesn't see him as a world champion. I didn't think he saw Big E for the longest time as a WWE champion. Yeah, but Big <laughs> E fits big, big slab of beef. You know what I mean? And it was the right choice. To take the belt off of Bob Lashley, Lashley, versus the thing we were all fearing, which was Goldberg was going to take it off Lashley. Yeah, this really opens the door for a lot of possibilities with Big E having this title. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can always revisit Lashley. You can revisit Orton, Sheamus, the modern day Maharaja. Mm-hmm. There's a a lot of different things you could do here. Get a fun match with Drew. You could, I mean, they kind of teased a little bit with Drew and the Viking Raiders in the ring together. Mm-hmm. Could you get a heel Drew and a heel Viking Raiders versus a 
Face New Day. Face New Day, yeah. I mean, that's a that's an interesting proposition. And that's also kind of kind of interesting because now that's almost the first move of the draft pre-draft is Big E to Raw. Yeah. As the champ. <clears throat> I I'm fine with it. Also, of course. Of course. And that gives you the opportunity to move Lashley to SmackDown if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And put him up against Roman. Put That'd him up against Lesnar. That'd be a lot of fun. I'd I'm, be 100% I'm down just saying, this is a lot of possibilities now with mm-hmm. people being able to be moved around. Yeah. And like I said, I, I would not mind seeing, because it was funny on WWE's uh, Instagram, they asked you to name this faction where it was Drew and the Viking Raiders in the ring together. And it's funny, like it's almost like they're testing the waters for people. And I would I would love to see that as a heel faction, mm-hmm. as a heel trifecta. And I think they would heal very well against a face new day. Mm-hmm. I think it would work very well. You just, yeah. you, you, something needs to bring back the Viking Raiders like edge a little bit. Yeah, and I, I mean, I agree with you, but at, at this point, how do you turn McIntyre heel? Oh, I mean, he's so over with the fan base in classical WWE fashion. Just he mugs Big E. Yeah, that's that's, that's, cla- a, good that's point. a classic way to do it. Yeah, I agree. Moving on to NXT 2.0, we have a surprise debut to open the show uh, with Braun Breaker. Now, do you know who Braun Breaker is? No. Okay. He is the son of Rick Steiner. Okay. Because he used to be known as Rex Steiner and then they changed his name to Braun Breaker. Yes. I knew him as Ron as Rex Steiner. Yep. And he was wearing the singlet with the old Steiner brothers mm-hmm. colors and they were using a lot of the old catchphrases to describe him as was the way that Rick Steiner was described. Rick and Scott yes. So like okay. the, the the um dog face gremlin stuff like that mm-hmm. like that's what he was being called and very similar to his father Rick he is a straight up power move powerhouse mm-hmm. he demolished L A Knight yeah demolished L A Knight extremely good showing yes. Yes, and what a way to open NXT 2.0. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a fun, fun way for them to open it up. I, I didn't know what I thought of it calling it NXT 2.0 to start. I'm fine with it now. Yeah, and I love the I love the arena. I love the color scheme. I love the um, the paneling going around the arena. Yeah. Um, I love the way the, the seating is done for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it still keeps a little bit of that NXT, like, really tight fan you know, um, in-house feel like where everything's just right up against the right up against the crowd and the stage, mm-hmm. and it keeps that, but a little bit brighter than the old yeah. NXT color scheme. It's definitely brighter. Yes, uh, that's that's an understatement. But again, I'm I'm totally cool with it. Um, up next we had the in-ring debut of B Fab, uh, for Hit Row Records, mm-hmm. um, where she defeats Katrina Cortez in pretty much definitive fashion. Yeah. And then out comes Legato, kind of going back and forth, setting More up that. Taunting. Do we get an intergender war games? I, I would. I between Hit Row and it would, Legato, it would work. It would work so well. 
It really would. Because both of these women could go with the guys. Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could. Uh, B-Fab does look a little green. And I don't know. I haven't seen the other young lady in the ring that much. Um, but I do think that they could all go. Because you're not talking about any kind of like real outside of um, what's his name in Hit Row. The big guy. I can't even think of his name right now. Um, I will get that right now. Um, outside of him, everybody else is pretty much right around the same size. You know what I mean? Um, Legato's a true luchador, you know, mm-hmm. background. Um, Swerve is your um, North American champion right now. So kind of keeps the belt tied in over there. I, I just think it would work very so well. So hit row is Isaiah Swerve Scott, Ashanti, Thea, Adina, Adonis, yep. Top Dollar. Top dollar. Who is who you're thinking of? Yep. And B Fab. And let me pull up Legato so I can get the young lady's name because I've been. Legato del Fantasma. LDF is Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez. That is her name. Because it's Santos, Joaquin Raul, and Electra Lopez. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a fun. That'd be a fun War Games match with the four of them. Yeah, definitely. And it pretty much is already set up that way, too. Like you don't really need to do much else, and and we got a lot of new talent on this NXT 2.0 first yeah, we did. edition. Yeah, we did. Uh, because the next one that we just got introduced to was Carmelo Hayes's new companion, Trick Williams. This guy is massive. Yeah, this guy is huge. Yep. And the thing is, is um he brings out an edge to Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Tells Carmelo Hayes to stop being humble. That's not the Carmelo Hayes he knows. You know, that's not that's not who he needs to be in the ring. He needs to be hungry. He needs to go after all the championships. And you made a very um interesting uh ponderment about what they're going to do with his championship cash in opportunity. Why don't you share that? So my concept was so the winner of the um, breakout tourney gets a contract for a championship title. It's essentially money in the bank. They get a championship opportunity of their choosing. They can choose whatever title they want. World, North American, cruiserweight. But my mind went to, what if him and Trick go for the tag titles? Which is kind of where our mind went originally when... Um, Otis yeah. won the Money in the Bank is he can go after a tag team tag team title with Heavy Machinery. Now, the Money in the Bank's always been known world title, women's title, universal title, women's title, whatever. But the future star contract from the NXT Breakout Tournament says any title. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the NXT title. It doesn't have to be the Cruiserweight. It doesn't have to be the North American. Yep. It doesn't have to be the NXT UK. They could go after the tag titles. And honestly, I think it'd be a great move to introduce these guys into the tag division. Yeah, especially since they're coming out as a tandem together and they beat the crap out of uh, Duke Hudson as a tandem together. Mm -hmm. So why not just keep them together? Yeah, why not have them go after um gold together? Yeah, I can definitely agree with you that. Up next, we had a match between Gigi Dolan and 
What is the other young Casey Cantanzaro? No, Casey and Caden. Caden. Against Gigi Dolan and, well, let me get the, uh... Oh, uh, Kamei, right? Jesse Kamea, yes. Yeah, Jesse Kamea. Um, in a tag team match, um, where the match never comes to a finish... Because a hooded figure comes because down a hooded figure comes down and attacks, and it's revealed as the new and improved Mandy Rose. Yeah, definitely a far different Mandy from what we've seen for a long time in the WWE. It's the blonde hair is gone. It's brunette Mandy now. Yes, yeah, she looks incredible. She looks so much more devious. Yeah, as she a does. Brunette. Yeah, she does. She has this edge to her right now. And after that, uh, Saw Ray comes down for the save as well. Yep. And the, the one who broke Mandy's face. Mandy's nose, yeah. And the new, newly uh, named Toxic Attraction, which is Jesse Kamea, Gigi Dolan, and uh, Mandy Rose defeat the trio. Of Sarai. Of Sarai, uh, Caden, and Casey. Yep. Um, again, I love factions, and NXT is known for great factions. Yeah. And I like this faction with Mandy because it, it, it's a completely different um, style faction from what she's been in in the Cause, past. Because when, when her, Sonya, and Paige were in absolution, yeah. I saw her as the bottom rung. Yeah. And then it was Sonya, then it was Paige. Now for her to lead her own faction is a huge, is huge and it looks so good for her. Yeah, it does. If it, it fits this, this mm-hmm. new outward personality very well. Yeah. This she's menacing. She she looks very menacing. Speaking of menacing, you want to talk about the Creed brothers? <sighs> oh my god. And how they absolutely decimated another tag team of Dan Jarman and Trevor Skelly. This is the second week in a row they've just destroyed somebody. Mhm. Man. This this um diamond mine business is uh getting serious. And it definitely got bigger when Ivy Nile uh, is announced as the newest signee to the Diamond Mine. Yeah, faction. I think as uh, Bivin explained, she hasn't had a carb in 15 years. Yeah, she is massive. Yeah, you know who she faces up against very, very well. Raquel Gonzalez. Ooh, it's a little early, but yeah, it's still very early. Yeah, but we could see that down the line. Yeah, I could see that down the line. She's she's definitely built like somebody who could face off against a Raquel. Yeah. Up next, we have the Fatal Four Way for the NXT title. Where we had Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunne, L.A. Knight, and Vaughn Wagner, who had to replace, who replaces Kyle O'Reilly after um, Kyle O'Reilly is taken out by, I believe it's Dunne and Holland. Yep. Backstage, so Vaughn Wagner, the newcomer to NXT, uh, finds his way into the Fatal Four Way, and he has a great showing. Yeah, he held his own in this match against some uh, very stiff competition. Very stiff competition and very very versed. Um, NXT talent. Yeah. And in a surprise, in my opinion, this was the last guy I thought that would win this belt. Goldie's back, baby. I know. Goldie is back, baby. It, it just takes me back because it's like, you're supposed to be moving forward. NXT 2.0 is supposed to be all this new talent, right? Yeah. I mean, you have three guys in that match that will never won the NXT title. Yeah. Like, give it to Champa. I mean, I get it. It's fine. I love Champa as champ. Yeah. But Pete Dunn's right there. LA Knight's right there. Especially Vaughn Wagner is right there. Um, Surprise Kyle everybody. Was, Kyle O'Reilly was right there before this all happened. Surprise everybody. Give it to Vaughn Wagner. I, well, I like the idea of 
Champa having it because immediately afterwards he's already met up by by Braun by uh, Braun, Braun Breaker Braun Breaker yeah so that's interesting and I think with Champa having it you get many more splintering mm-hmm. capabilities he's already got a feud with Rich Holland I I have a funny feeling that you're gonna get um a little bit more Pete Dunne Kyle O'Reilly stuff mm-hmm. um he'll get a challenge from Thatcher yep. Um, Thatcher will challenge him to a friendly competition or whatever, mm-hmm. and they'll have another death match or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be awesome. Another, um, another cage match. God, Gargano could go after it again. Uh, Gargano's gonna be busy for a little bit. Yeah, it's because he's a new father-in-law. He is a new father-in-law. <laughs> let uh, I'll let you. I mean, come on. I'll let you go into that what? that shenanigans. Oh my god, it was so much shenanigans. Fun. No shenanigans is when it's not fun. This was. Awesome. First of all, we got the first words from Dexter Loomis. Yeah. Okay? He said, I do, in a very long, drawn-out way. But he also choked out the priest. Yeah, he the choked pastor. out Damien. Yep. And then, in the, the biggest shock of it all, Beth Phoenix, Beth is, Phoenix ordained is ordained. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? Why uh, am I not shocked? No, I'm not. Because she was, she was so amped up, she probably got herself the license before any of this happened. Obviously, everybody gets up to try to say their piece as to why they shouldn't be married. And Dexter opens up, and once he got in his coat, a hatchet. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Um, but I think I think the the highlight to this entire evening's wedding festivities to me was I called the return of one Austin Theory, mm-hmm. and he brought his own priest. Yeah, <laughs> he brought Damien Priest, and he's he like. Says, What's a wedding without, without a, a priest? priest? And it's like, and then John's like, you know, he's not an actual priest, right? You know, it's just his name. It's just his last name. What? Yeah, it's just his name. Oh, yeah, but I'm here for the drinks. Let's have a good time. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I like how Priest was back for all this. It was such a cool dynamic. It was so much fun. It was kind of like the the right way for the show to go off the. Uh, obviously, you get the champ a breaker stuff. Mm-hmm. Slightly after that. But for this to be in the main event slot was a lot of fun. You know what I mean? It was just that. It was lighthearted. It's such a lighthearted mood. Yes. A lighthearted tone to yes. finish the show. Yes. Well, speaking of lighthearted, let's move on to uh, Friday Night Smackdown. Which does not start lighthearted. It starts with the bloodline in the ring. Once again. It, it Until Roman drops that belt, the bloodline will start and end every single Smackdown. Yep. Bar none. And not soon after Roman coming out and 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 uh Heyman doing his his hoops and haws for the the, the, tribal, the tribal chief, chief and the bloodline and Biggie comes out and says, I'm here and he gets in Roman's face and they kind of have this face off where Roman says, You will never stand up to me. I am the universal champion. You are a pawn in my game or what? something like that. And then out comes Finn Balor. And he has a face-to-face with Roman. And then out of nowhere, we get a tag ty- uh, tag match between Biggie and Balor against the Usos. Which they pick up the dub. Yeah. <laughs> Number one contendership? No. Apparently I read somewhere that they get a title shot down the line. For the tag titles. No, it's not happening. They're not winning that match because Roman's going to choke out Big E or choke out Finn. 
yeah, it, it's just not going to happen. I don't see it happening. There's so many better tag teams you could have right now. Dude, you could do Shinsuke and Rick Boogs. Well, speaking of them, why don't you talk about your boy here? I mean, Rick Boogs is just, he's got the greatest singlet in all of WWE with his denim singlet. Yeah, I mean, come on. Braun Breakers is pretty nice. It is, but, I mean, denim. It's not denim. It's not, it's denim. not denim overall okay. as a singlet. Yeah, and and Braun Breakers is not on a winning streak right now like Rick Boogs is. Boogs has got, what, three or four? Four, I think, and if you count tag team, I think it's six. Yeah. And I think he scored every pinfall in all six of those matches. Mm-hmm. This time, he didn't beat Dolph Ziggler. He beat Bob Roode. He beat Robert Roode, which was different because he's it's basically power versus power there mm-hmm. but nobody's as power as powerful as the black as uh night panther yeah you know what i mean night panther power came back and uh rick boogs picks up another well, victory there might be one more person that might be a little bit more powerful than rick boogs and commander that's commander aziz, aziz. yeah yeah because because aziz and Cruz laid out shinsuke and rick uh rick boogs yeah pretty much staking claim that Apollo wants his title back. Yeah. And that's going to start that that Intercontinental Championship title feud. Feud leading into whatever they're going to lead it into. Yeah, that match will probably happen... You think it's a little early for Extreme Rule or a little late for Extreme Rules? Do you think... Yeah, I think we're going to get more of a... Um, Actually... Aziz, Aziz Boogs. Um, we might get a tag match. Yeah, we, we'll get a tag match with Boogs, Nakamura, Apollo, and, and Aziz. Aziz. Well, up next, we were supposed to have a match between Happy Corbin and Kevin Owens. Before that match could even get started, Happy Corbin lays out Kevin Owens. I, I, it's still tough for me to call him Happy Corbin. It's just it doesn't it doesn't flow off the tongue. As no, well. not yet. It'll take some time. But I mean, he is happy. Yeah, he's very happy. I mean, and he's, he, got and Jake he's winning. Paul. He's got Jake Paul in his corner. Yeah, he's winning, and he's winning, and he's got his money back, and his cars back. Yeah, and, and his wife back, and his house back, and his yeah. watches back, and his stakes. Happy Corbin. Oh, his 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 Instagram with him smoking and yeah, yeah. and grilling. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. He's so happy. And in the main event segment, we have the homecoming celebration of Bianca Belair. Yeah, because they were in Knoxville. They, Knoxville. That's it. That's where they were. Because Knoxville. did Kane. you see the backstage segment with Shotzi and Knox going past Kane, and Knox kind of geeks out a little bit, and Shotzi's like, "What are you talking about? That's Mayor Glenn Jacobs." <laughs> And she hops back on the hops back on the cart and yep. they go off. See, that's what I mean. She's though. Lady Kane. She's Lady Kane, but you also get those little those little segments little nuances, too. Yeah. Exactly. That's what. That's why I, st- I love them too. Being on SmackDown is so yeah. much fun. But uh, yes, during yeah. the homecoming celebration of Bianca Belair, Belair actually is gifted the key to Knoxville. Yep. Um, and then she's also gifted a busted face. Um, by Becky Lynch. By Becky Lynch, uh, who comes out, interrupts, and essentially lays her through a table. Yep. With, I believe it was it the manplex or something like that. Yeah, the man slam or whatever they call it. Yeah, um, pump handle man slam something. Um, but yeah, that's actually how SmackDown went off the air. Was with the uh, homecoming celebration. That's gonna be a hell of a match. Oh, them two. Now they're actually going to have a match. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a nice passing. I don't know if it's necessarily a passing of the torch moment, but it's definitely gonna be a good. Um new generation female superstar taking on another one of the four horsewomen. Yeah. Because she's already taken on three of the four. Yeah. Because she hasn't had a match against Charlotte yet, has she? 
No, she's faced Bailey, she's faced Banks, and now she's going to face Becky. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode of the Doink and Doink Connection. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to hit us up on the show's Instagram page, at Double Doink Network, or reach out to us on our personals, at DJ Ald and at Darlaufen Doink 508. We are available to stream at any time on your favorite podcast apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and many more. Thank you again so much for listening. I have been Josh. I have been Dave. And we've got two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.